It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It is time to name our season MVP. We have two candidates. We're going to do our player evaluation for one of them, and we're going to name the MVP and the other. Plus, big draft news for the Orlando Magic. It's time for a late Thursday edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is April 21st, 2022. My name is Philip Ross Rank. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to name our 2022 season MVP. Get excited about that. We'll also do our player evaluation for the runner-up for season MVP, as well as talk some draft news that came out just today uh, as well. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we'd like to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, whether it's on your way home from work, at, while you're working out, whenever. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every team in the NBA to search for Locked On in the team. You're looking for the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Obviously, when you're looking at a season like the Magic had, um, you're looking for little signs of growth and, and individual development. Um, it, it's the big picture is more important than the small picture. Um, if, if you're focused on wins and losses, obviously the Magic didn't have a good season. And, and there's a lot of reasons to say the Magic didn't have a good season. There's still a lot of concerns as they build things out. But there's also a lot of reason for optimism, a lot of reason to believe and, and, and see what this team is building. And certainly nothing's guaranteed. I'm not going to sit here and say for sure the Magic are on this clear playoff trajectory. Everything's in place. Everything is in line. No, there is still a lot of work to do. There's still a lot of players that need to be added. There's still a lot of internal development that has to happen for the Magic to get even to a playoff level. Let's not even talk about championship level right now. Just a consistent playoff level. There's a lot of work to do. And so this podcast, this evaluation, is not to say the Magic are there. Um, and, and I don't want to say the Magic are there or right there. The Magic still have work to do and and, and, way, and a ways to go to get where they want to be. But this season was also about hope. Um, I, I said it from the very beginning. What we want to see this year is an outline of who this team wants to be and, and a clear path forward. Again, like I, like I said during the, the, the playoff runs in 19 and 20, you're only stuck if you don't have a way forward. That's where the Magic were in 2021. They got stuck. We all sensed it. We all felt it. They got stuck and they had to reset. You're only stuck if you don't have a way forward. So the question then for this season and how we're going to adjust or adjust for this season MVP is ask, 
what is the way forward? What gives us the most hope for the way forward? And it is for that reason that we are naming Franz Wagner our season MVP. The reason why Franz Wagner is the guy that best represents what this Magic team was this year. Franz Wagner was a healthy combination of good now and hope for the future. If anything, Franz Wagner left this season wanting more, left us wanting more from him, probably left him wanting more from himself and eager to take that next step. And that's why Wagner is so representative of everything the Magic did this year and why we're still so high on him and what he can ultimately become. Franz Wagner had a fantastic season, of course, a fantastic rookie season, averaging 15.2 points per game, second on the team, and shooting 46.8% from the floor and 35.4% from beyond the arc. He played the first 78 games of the year, 79 total. He was the one guy that was truly available every single night. And the one guy that the Magic could consistently count on for the same production seemingly every game. At a year that's a young, with a young team that's full of inconsistency, Wagner was consistent. Wagner was the constant drumbeat. Wagner was the guy the team could count on to deliver every single night. That's not nothing. And the fact that he did it so well when rookies are typically terrible, maybe not as poor as, as the way Jalen Suggs may have played for parts of the season, but rookies are typically unreliable. They make a ton of mistakes, and Wagner certainly made mistakes too. But they could still rely on him for those 15 points, for those 10 to 15 points per game at the very, very least, and then some burst games with that, a 38-point game against Milwaukee, a, tw- a couple 28-point games over the course of the season. Wagner was extremely impressive, blowing away all expectations and all anyone thought he could do. To the point that, yeah, there's there's people talking about, okay, are there some other underutilized college players who NBA scouts feel are is really are really good that could make this kind of a leap quickly, the same way Franz did, the same way even like Scotty Barnes did to some extent. Wagner was that dude. That's just plain and simple. He was that dude. And he played extraordinarily well uh, throughout the course of the season. The question then is. How does he take that next step up? And that's probably what we'll talk about when we get to his player evaluation for the season. But trust me, it'll be an A. It'll be a really good grade. But Wagner Wagner was just solid all the way around. And, and, and to be honest, Wagner's play left Magic fans wanting more. It was a constant story throughout the course of the season. Why isn't Franz getting more shots? He was second on the team in field goal attempts per game, by the way. It wasn't that he wasn't getting shots. Why isn't he on the ball more? His usage rate was around 20%. So he displayed incredible efficiency, incredible scoring on about an average usage rate. A usage rate is essentially the percentage of possessions that end with that player with a turnover or shot or free throw. Wagner had, if if everyone's equal in a completely egalitarian offense, everyone's at 20%. Wagner was at that 20%. It's incredible. It's incredible that Wagner was able to do so much with seemingly so little. And so little opportunity, to be perfectly frank. That is part of what's so incredible and so enticing and promising about Wagner and the way that he played. And 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 the big thing about this season again is it's not about today; it's about the future. It's about how things evolve. And certainly, Wagner has become representative of how this team hopes to evolve. 
He's versatile. He's team first. He moves the ball. He takes smart shots. He doesn't hold on to things too long. This is the way the Magic want to play. And that best embodies who this team is and who this team ultimately wants to be. And that's the reason why Franz is, is my season MVP. You don't give it to a rookie lightly. But he's a guy that pushed this team to be better. Gave this team a, a clear path forward, a clear look ahead to their future. And just continue to play extraordinarily well. Even as defenses shifted and changed, he continued to play well. The key for Franz is to continue to get better. To develop a little bit of a mid-range jumper. To get better finishing at the rim. To, to be a better defender. To, to, to take the experience from this season and improve. And there's no reason to think he won't do that. How much better is the real question. And again, that how much better, that, that fact that we're all so excited to see what he does next, that's the question that makes him the MVP of the season. So representative of what this team wanted to accomplish and how they're trying to push themselves forward. That's the truth of the matter. That's the truth of this season. And Franz, Franz had a heck of a rookie year. Clearly one of the best rookie seasons the Magic have ever seen from one of their guys. There's another guy that's worth mentioning in the MVP discussion for this season. We'll talk about Wendell Carter and how he shined in an expanded role coming up here in just a moment. But first, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting, stats, and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today to, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Certainly a lot to recap after last night's exciting NBA action in the NBA playoffs. I can't do it justice, so check out the Locked On Now podcast today. The uh, Honestly, the, the obvious choice, I, I don't want to take anything away from Wendell Carter when I named Franz Wagner MVP. I, I, I really agonized over this choice. Um, you know, as the season was coming to a close, as guys were sitting out and and, and, and the season was was winding down, I was all, I was definitely thinking about how we recap and how we uh, how we think about this season and, and how how this season really developed for the Orlando Magic. Um, it was it was definitely a a a a big part of my thought process as we were coming to the end of the season was like, okay, what do we make of the season? What do we make of the individual performances this season and how guys continue to improve and get better? 
Um, Wendell Carter had a fantastic year. Um, I loved everything that Wendell Carter did this year. Um, I think that he's a clear A, a player this season uh, for what he needed to accomplish as a development, as, as individual growth. Um, I, I think that he... I think that he did so many good things and was so vital to this team. It's just uh, apparent and obvious how good he is um, and, and how much he's grow, how much he grew and developed over the course of the season. Um, the Magic don't function well without Wendell Carter. That's that's just the plain truth of it. The Magic do not function effectively without Wendell Carter out there, um, and and that's. That's impressive to say, to be perfectly honest. That's impressive to think about and, and, and to look at uh, as the Magic try to figure out what comes next or how they develop and evolve um, evolve as, as they continue to grow and develop. Wendell Carter, just when he came to Orlando, this, the, the knock on him was that he wasn't very consistent. Um, no one could really figure him out. Um, the Chicago experience was not good for him. He rotate there. There's obviously a rotating door of coaches. There was obviously, uh, there's obviously that rotating door of coaches. There's not a lot of consistency, a lot of stability. And Carter's confidence was really shot. Um, you could tell he was not, not making passes. He was not, you know, making, he was not, he was hesitant to shoot. His defense was fine. There's injuries that slowed him down. Carter needed a fresh start and, and needed to come to Orlando to, to get a second chance. Uh, and he took advantage of that, to be perfectly honest. He shined in, in every way possible, it, it felt like, and really came into his own and became a clear leader on this team. He, he averaged, uh, you know, again, he averaged 11.7 points per game and grabbed nine boards per game and 22 games with Magic in 2021. Bumped all those numbers up completely uh, in his in his first full season. In Orlando, I'm pulling them up right now because I thought I had them available. Um, averaging 15 points per game and 10 and a half rebounds per game, he shot 52 and a half percent from the floor. Started taking threes, which would have been unimaginable in Chicago, and had a 57.6 percent effective field goal percentage. Carter did all the little things that are just so necessary for a team. He was a great passer. He was a great just kind of in between player. He had that nice little slow pump fake that just froze defenses because he shot just enough to keep them off balance. Carter was a stalwart defender, and over the second half of the season, after coming back from an injury that kept him out for a little while from a hamstring injury, he upped all his averages, averaging around 18 points per game, up averaging around 11 rebounds per game. He became just a centerpiece of this team and a centerpiece of what the Magic were trying to do. Orlando used him as a fulcrum. He was doing dribble handouts, setting screens. Every action that every action the Magic did that had a lot of success usually came with Wendell Carter either making the pass or setting the screen to spring someone free. Carter's intelligence and smarts on the basketball court, uh, his good timing, his good passing really worked. And he made his versatility, his ability to defend on the perimeter, made that lineup with Mo Bamba work too, or work as well as it could have at least. Carter was just stunningly good. No one saw, you know, everyone thought like, oh, he could be a solid player. No one probably thought he'd be a core player by the end of the year. And very much Wendell Carter, Franz Wagner, probably Markel Fultz, probably Jalen Suggs. Those are your core players right now for this match team. Those are the core guys that you're really focused on. And if I'm being completely honest, Franz and Wendell are the only are, are really the two guys that I am intensely focused on. It's like, okay, these are building block pieces. These are guys that you put up 
and they can hold the structure of this team up for a little while until you find a, a real star or, or a star comes along to really raise the ceiling of this group. Don't, uh, that's why I'm talking about them in tandem because Frendel and Franz just do every little thing that just kind of keeps this team supported, keep this team held up, and, and keep this team playing at anywhere near a high level. When those when those two guys came out of the game, the Magic were significantly worse. And it's not that the Magic were great with them on the floor. They still had a negative net rating. But comparatively, the Magic really struggled when one of Franz or Wendell were out of the game. And certainly when both were out of the game. They fill those gaps so well. They do the little things that teams need to find success. And now it's just about figuring out how to emphasize those skills and build them up even further. Wendell Carter was just so good. And, 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 and I can't speak highly enough about him. It killed me not to give him MVP um, because he did so many good things and did so many things to just kind of push this team forward. And his development and his growth are going to continue to be so important for this team moving forward and so important for this team as they keep trying to push forward and keep trying to build in the way that they're building. For the season, I think you got to give Wendell Carter an A. Um, you know, for if we're giving him a grade because he just did all the right things all the time. And it was just impressive to watch him grow and develop and impressive to see him kind of take to that role more and more. Um, you know, what's next for Wendell Carter? That's that's certainly a good question. Um, the biggest question is, can he move to center full time? He defended the Joel Embiid, he defended the best centers in the league instead of Mo Bamba. Um, but his defensive versatility was super valuable. It does feel like the Magic are about to put him at center full-time, put him as the full-time starting center. Um, you know, with Jonathan Isaac coming back, with the potential to draft another four, or Chet Holmgren. Um, it, it feels like Carter's future is at the five, and that shift is going to be interesting to watch and interesting to see if he could take on that center time center role full-time because he played a lot of four. Um, and he was effective at that spot. He was effective when the other big had Mo Bamba to occupy him. Um, so there, there are certainly real questions about how things move forward, but certainly two, Wendell Carter's contract feels like a steal right now. The extension the Magic got him on feels like a steal because he displayed and showed just how good he can be. And I think the Magic are interested to see just what comes next as well. We've had some draft news over the last couple of days that I want to address since they're somewhat Magic related, I guess, or could be Magic related. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's uh, I'm recording this kind of late. I got a little bit of a late start, had a morning appointment, but I wanted to get this episode out. So I am feeling hungry. I have not had my lunch yet. I, I had a very small breakfast because I was kind of running out the door in the morning. Um, and so I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna need that boost. Um, after I'm done here, I'm gonna eat lunch. So I probably don't need the boost completely. But whenever I need that little energy boost because I'm hungry, I definitely turn to Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's better than a it's better for you than a candy bar, but it gives you that candy bar taste. It gives you that chocolate fix that we all need. We all have it. It's okay to admit it. Built Bars are covered in 1% real chocolate. They're low calorie, high protein. So you can replace your candy bars with these, get a healthy snack alternative and still get that chocolate fix. Go to built.com, scroll down, check out the macros. You'll be blown away. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, usually has almost double of each of those, if not more. They come in great flavors like mint, brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And I can tell you that the flavors taste exactly like what they say on the on the packaging. 
I, you get a German chocolate one, you get the German chocolate. You get cinnamon churro, it tastes like a cinnamon churro, and those are actually puffs, so they have a little marshmallow in there. Every flavor that I've tried, I've been blown away with how good the taste is, which I, I don't think you could typically say about protein bars on the market. Go to built.com today, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kind of the big news um, in, in the Magic world, besides the Terrence Ross stuff, is everything seems to be confirmed that Terrence Ross wants uh, wants a trade out of Orlando, um, what, is ready to play for a contending team again. Um, I talked a little bit about that yes on yesterday's show. Um, the big news for the Orlando Magic uh, is that, yes, the draft board is starting to, to fill out and starting to really solidify. Uh, yesterday on Wednesday, Paolo Bancaro officially declared for the NBA draft, the Duke forward it was really a revelation. It was one of the best players in the nation, one of the best players in the NCAA tournament. Played exceptionally well. He's a six eight six. I want to say six nine, probably six ten forward. Really good scores. Really good off the bounce. Really good scoring instincts. Uh, a developing shooter, but I, I think a better shooter than people give him credit for. A better passer, than I think people give him credit for. And if you know, if anyone could convince him to defend, he could be a really good defender too. By my book, Bancaro is probably the most like a star guy that you will see in this draft class. Um, I think that he is the best one-on-one skills in the draft. I think he's got the best scoring ability in this draft off the bounds. Um, I think he's got the best kind of scoring instinct, if that makes sense, just one-on-one scoring instinct of any player in this draft. Uh, I think that he is someone that could very well be picked number one. He was number one for a long time in the draft process, had a little bit of a downturn in January, February that kind of knocked him out of that top group. Jabari Smith came, Chet Holmgren's always been up there. Um, he's very clearly a top three pick in this draft. I think it'd be crazy uh, if he doesn't land in the top three. Um, so Bancaro is really, really good. And I, I don't think he's out of the question for the Magic at number one. I don't think he's out of the question for anyone at number one. This is a really talented player. This was an expected move, obviously, for Bancaro to declare for the NBA draft. But now he's there. Now you get to really kind of separate your board and figure things out where he actually fits and, and, and really dive into him. The big news today, and I'm kind of glad that I'm recording late so I could get this news in, Shams uh, Charani, I believe, is the first reporter. Was one of the first to report. Kentucky guard Shaden Sharp will also declare for the NBA draft, and he's expected to stay in, despite reports and thoughts that he may test the waters, go back to Kentucky, or to stay at Kentucky outright. If you haven't heard of Shaden Sharp, that is perfectly understandable. Shaden Sharp sat out the entire year at Kentucky. Kentucky held him out because of eligibility concerns. He graduated a year early, enrolled at Kentucky a year early. Kentucky was not sure if the NCAA would clear him. They didn't want the will he, won't he play throughout the course of the season. So they declared very early on in the year that they were not playing Shaden Sharp. He did practice with Kentucky all year. Kentucky, obviously a really good team. Um, a two seed, I believe, in this year's tournament. Um, Oscar Chibwe was the national player of the year. He is going back to Kentucky, um, becoming the first national player of the year to do so since Tyler Hansbrough. Uh, but 
to, to some people, Shane Sharp might be the best player in this draft. Um, he is a guard, a, a really good scoring guard, um, but no one's seen him play for a year. He's obviously sat out the entire year. It's hard to glean much from high school footage and from AAU footage. Uh, but Sharp is a really intriguing prospect. And, and obviously, if the mat, I, I, honestly, like I sit here, there are six guys I'm really comfortable taking in this draft. Six guys that I feel very, very confident in in this draft. Honestly, it might be seven if I had if I had Ben Matherin. Uh, but between Jabari Smith, Paolo Bancaro, Chet Holmgren, Jaden Ivey, uh, Keegan Murray, and Shaden Sharp, the Magic are going to pick someone that's going to help them. Um, you know, honestly, Jaden Ivey, I think, as high is honestly the guy that I'm most concerned about in this draft class. Um, but he also has one of the higher ceilings in this draft class. Um, there are and Ben Matherin is seven. There are seven guys that I'm pretty comfortable taking, and, and I feel like we'll have a key role in this draft now. Who among them are potential stars? You know, I think Ben Caro, I think Jabari Smith, I think Chet Holmgren, I think Shaden Sharp, and, and I think Jay Nivey are your potential stars. So that's what five guys. Um, you know, so obviously the Magic still have a chance to not, to not land one of the top players in this draft or land guys who can make a, who potentially could make a real change to this franchise and real change to this team. Because I think honestly, the big thing the, the, the everyone knows that the big thing the Magic are missing is a star just to tie it all together and kind of set players into proper roles and set players into the roles that they need to be in. Um, I, I think that, I think that Shane Sharp could very well be that guy, but again, no one really knows. No one's seen him play now for a year. No one's seen him, uh, no one's seen him, uh, uh, seen him on the court in such a long time that it's, it's hard to say, it's hard to know exactly what to expect or, what the team, what what a team might get from him, and that's that's the honest truth. That's the honest, uh, that's the honest uh, uh, a thing about this is is we got to you know you got to really dig into the tape. You got to really dig into what people are say, what people who've been around him know. You got to really dig into him as a person uh, to to bet on a person like him. I don't think it's a bad bet. It wouldn't surprise me if, if the Magic would have Shaden Sharp higher than some people on their board. It wouldn't surprise me if he's not if he's lower on their board because he hasn't played, but. Um, this is a big development, obviously, for the NBA draft. And again, I feel comfortable with seven guys in this draft. So I, I'm not sweating the mat where the Magic land in the lottery. Obviously, the higher the better. I'm not here to debate that part of the question, but I think the Magic are in a really good position on draft night and 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 will be in a, in a solid spot. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Apologize for coming out a little bit late on this Thursday, but I still hope you enjoy this episode. Um, you can follow me, of course, on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. Follow the podcast uh, or subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himmel, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, all of the places on the podcast to your podcast enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast from the first jump ball of the play in tournament to the last possession of the finals. Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. We truly appreciate you for tuning into the Locked On Podcast Network uh, and making us part of your day every day. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Phil Frost Wright. See you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.